Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of our latest very special Pop Pantheon All Access episode, which is a live recording from our show last night in Los Angeles called Pop Pantheon Live, Britney's Music, Memoir, and Legacy. If you like this little snippet and you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon for that and at least three bonus episodes of the show per month. Last night in Los Angeles was Pop Pantheon's first ever live show, Pop Pantheon Live, Britney's memoir, music, and legacy. Before I play the clip, here's just a little bit about the show. It all happened at the Crawford Auditorium in Pasadena, and I had an amazing panel of guests, including Jason King, the dean of the Thornton School of Music at USC, who's been on the show numerous times, obviously. Our dear friend, Troy McKeady, who's also been on the show numerous times, host of the wildly popular podcast, Beyond the Blinds, and Kirby Johnson, who is a beauty and entertainment reporter whose work has been featured in Vogue, in The Cut, and Allure, and who hosts the beauty podcast Los Angeles, on stage with me to talk all things Britney. We talked about, of course, Britney's new memoir, which just came out, The Woman in Me. We discussed what its goals were, whether it was achieved or not, what we learned about Britney's music life and career that was new in the book. We talked about what the book means for Britney's legacy. And then we turned the conversation to talking about Britney's musical impact, refocusing a little bit on like why Britney Spears was an important pop star aside from her public narrative. So we talked a lot about what made her innovative, what made her so impactful. We all highlighted individual songs that tell a story about why Britney is an important pop star we talk about how pop music might have been different without britney like why she's a crucial pop star in the history of pop music we talk about how she's influenced a new generation of pop stars that have come after her we take some of your guys's listener questions and talk about that so thank you all for sending that in and at the end the panelists debate what tier of the pop pantheon britney should be in and while i don't render a judgment because we will eventually be doing episodes on her it's really fun to hear everybody's hot takes on what tier of the pantheon britney's in so once again if you enjoy this clip and you want to hear the rest of our live show plus at least three bonus episodes of the show per month and tons of other perks you can subscribe at patreon.com poppantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode so i want to put some focus back on why britney spears was an important pop star like why we all care and love about you know her, why she meant something to us as fans of hers, as fans of pop music, and some of the kind of experimental and sort of, you know, generational things that she did. So I want to refocus on that a bit with you guys. So I guess my first question, and maybe Jason, I'll start with you on this one. Why is Britney Spears an important pop star? You know, like divorced from the public Small narrative. Divorced. No, but I mean Thanks this. For I mean this. Me. If there's if you if you could just think of you don't have to answer the whole question, but if there's specific things that you could think about, whether it's like, you know, performance, voice, style, choreography, artistry, like what would be different about pop music if Britney had not done it? Look, I think it's when you're talking about Britney Spears, it's important to look at the moment in which she arrived on the pop scene because it's in the 1990s, yes. right? You have a lot of different things going on, everything from Nirvana to hip-hop. But I think hip-hop in particular is really important here because this is the decade of gangster rap and East Coast, West Coast beefs and literal violence being enacted in pop music. And also you have the rise of you know sound scan data and suddenly uh, people know what everyone's listening to and white kids in the suburbs are listening to hip-hop music. And that causes a certain kind of fear publicly. And into that, you have formatted boy bands, right? The rise of these boy bands, white boy bands, because you had Boys to Men and others earlier. But you have these white boy bands. And then you have the rise of girl pop, um, which was Britney and everyone else you want to mention in that. And so I think 
in a lot of ways, she really becomes important in that moment, mm. right? Because she is somebody who extends the sort of triple threat legacy of the Michael Jacksons of the decade earlier, of Madonna, um, figures like that. Even somebody like a Samantha Fox, who doesn't get mentioned a lot. I think in some ways, Brittany kind of updates that legacy. Mm. And she does that for the 90s at this particular moment, right, in which there are all these cultural fears, conservative cultural fears around the blackening of pop music. She enters into the sphere at that moment. And I think she updates that legacy of Michael Jackson and others, but ties it into the rise of this sort of teen pop that is ultimately, for me, a kind of conservative force in mm -hmm. some ways, mm -hmm. because it's meant to sort of quell the concerns around gangster rap. Mm -hmm. So that is the, that's where she comes out of. Mm -hmm. But the important thing, I think, is that the music is great. Yes. The songs are amazing. The yes. production is amazing. Yes. She's an unusual figure yes. in the sense that she comes out of this Mickey Mouse Club, you know, background, and she has this, you know, she does have skill, right? Yes. Real skill. Mm -hmm. um, but her listening is different, right? The fact that she's listened to black singers. And in the book, she, the first thing she talks about is gospel music, mm -hmm. that that's the first thing that she heard. And she considers music to be this spiritual thing, right? That it's like, her direct connection with God. Mm. And so you hear that in her music in the sense that she's a really powerful performer who's able to deliver this in a way that's different from, I think, a lot of her peers who also came from that same moment. It was a factory-produced moment, but she doesn't seem that factory-produced in mm. some ways. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, talk to me all day and all night, please. Um, mine is not going to be that deep. I'm so sorry. I'm a, I'm a, I was a, a girl from Texas, and she was from Louisiana. I was in seventh, sixth grade, and I go, oh, my God, I want to be this woman. And I feel like everybody else, it didn't matter who they were, what they looked like, wanted to be Britney Spears. Um, I mean, I'm literally wearing a cosplay of her right now, like, drive me crazy with the Skechers, like, thank you, thank you, I tried. Every day is like dressing up like Britney Spears. But she, you know, a lot of what I cover is the intersection of beauty and entertainment, and like her, she has been the through line for almost every single pop star since her, she came onto the scene, I mean, Billie Eilish has named her as an influence. Lindsay Lohan, when she did Rumors, said that that music video was directly influenced by Britney, I'm a Slave for You. Um, Selena Gomez, you know, like obviously that's a little bit more obvious because she was a Disney kid and so was Miley, but they both said for uh, We Can't Stop and Come and Get It, those songs and music videos were directly influenced by Britney. And so I think like if you are seeing current pop stars still be influenced by the way that she did these things in the like early aughts of her career that's why she's important mm. that's that's her influence mm. and she continues to keep i mean we're probably going to see people in five to ten years still be influenced by seeing her vma's performances mm. or or her outfits that she liked to wear that the paparazzi took photos of. I mean, like dump him shirts are rampant around LA. Have you guys seen them on the streets? So just from that perspective, I think that she's incredibly important as an image maker. Mm -hmm. Image maker is definitely a big one. Those are both really good answers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say, I always say that I think it's really interesting when you look at Britney's timeline, um, 
like her signing her name on that Jive Records contract, like kind of set the tone for the next like 20 years. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, you know, had Christina done it first or had Jessica done it first, who knows how the whole thing would have like Yahtzee'd out. Mm -hmm. It was, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, she really set the tone for everybody. Like everybody had to reassess what they were doing. All the girls had to re-record their music. Mm -hmm. Everybody had to be repackaged and rebranded and dyed their hair. And like, you know, it was like this whole thing. Like she really was like a meteor that hit the earth. And I feel like, when people look back at like Y2K style and like early 2000s style, like what they don't realize is that a lot of it is just Britney cosplay mm. and that a lot of the girls at that time were dressing like Britney. And I think for younger people, it's hard for them to even wrap their heads around somebody like a Beyonce being inspired by Britney and like opening up for her, like Destiny's Child opened up for her. Like, I think it's hard for people to really understand like the magnetism because mm. it was so all encompassing that it's hard to even like, put it into words really mm -hmm. yeah i think those those are all important and they've all made me think of three things that i want to say one is i think that that teen pop mo moment was such a well-defined like moment in which like pure pop like pop in its sort of like essence form became so centralized like it's happened at other times but it was a moment where as, as jason was kind of laying out like it's sort of centralized and there was this whole ecosystem around it created by mtv created by trl created by the vmas and she was so much the poster and that let me just say this that moment defined our childhoods i mean it was just the thing and it was monoculture in its sort of finest form that we don't know about anymore. I mean, we don't have this anymore. So it was just that whole ecosystem was so definitional to how we all process and think about popular culture. And she was the poster child for that movement. So I think in that way, you can never rip away her importance, even beyond just the great music and all the other parts of it. Like she, as the emblem of that moment, she defined a generation's idea of what a pop star is supposed to be. And I think that in some ways, we still look at her weirdly as the platonic ideal of a pop star. And what I mean by that is like, there's other pop stars that are more kind of like, idiosyncratic there are more there are other pop stars that you know i don't do all kinds of other things but i think there's a certain way in which she's the one when you think pop star in a certain sense it's like if you were going to make one like in a laboratory and i don't mean to, to, to take away agency from her by saying that i think she's the one that somehow is crystallized in our minds in that way as pop star i mean when the weekend made this horrible show that he made who's the pop star about a pop star who's the pop star that he's trying to make it's he's trying to make britney and that's 25 years of you know since she emerged and the last thing i want to say is the voice i mean the voice she i think the way that she kind of owned and leaned into that sort of growling, purish, nasally thing, I think forever changed the way that we accept pop stars' voices. I mean, it's not that other people with, you know, strange or, or you know, not particularly forceful voices haven't come into the fore before. We have Janet, we have plenty of people. But I think there's something about that voice that is so indelible and so important and so emulated throughout time that I feel like that's very important as well. I was just going to, only thing I'll push back on is the monoculture idea. Because right. I do think that there are multiple stories going on in the 90s right. and in the early 2000s. And I think for a lot of people, the way that you talk about Britney, they talk about Brandy. Sure. As this figure who is the voice. Yes. Right? This figure who also kind of, you know, developed this or cultivated this idea of a teen pop before Britney right. came on the scene. Right. Um, and... 
you know, it was a very segregated music industry Absolutely. at the time, and it wasn't even possible for a lot of black women to go pop in the way that Britney did. Totally. And that's why I wanted to mention yeah. her whiteness, because I think that's a part of her appeal. No question. Right? No question. I mean, we should mention that Baby One More Time was originally conceived as a TLC song, so yeah. it's a, you know, a way in which she kind of pilfered something that was, you know, and Max Martin famously, obviously, has, has been kind of memorialized in John Seabrook's book, The Song Machine, was essentially trying to make music for Tony Braxton and, you know, thought he, you know, uh, and ended up not being exactly adept at making actual R&B music, but made a sort of white version of it, essentially. And, and, that, and, the, and the book has those weird moments, right, where she's talking about Justin Timberlake. Yes. And just, like, observing... Him as, can we use the word wigger anymore? I don't know, but that's like literally that's you can. That's what's happening, and 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 it's so casual the way she refers to it all, and you just think, oh well, that was the era. She read him, but is it amazing that she totally was like, she, oh yeah, he was really trying. Who, who was he? Who was he saying that to again? Genuine, yeah. Oh my god, it's like even worse every time you think about it. It actually makes. I have a question. I mean, what do you think about? Britney's relationship to black culture and black music. I mean, she's obviously someone that's interfaced with it. She's collaborated with rappers. That was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, plus at least three bonus episodes of the show per month, plus a ton of other perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash or click the link in the show notes of this episode.